0: woman, and she's um, very good at what she does, and she is driven and would love to hear more about what you have to say about your your lovely podcasting, The Den, as well as what you do. Uh,
1: my, most definitely. First of all, I'd like to say, once again, I'm going to say, good afternoon. My name is Isaac. I am the host of the Newly Podcast here in the um, United States, New York, The Den, I'm a very social friendly podcast. Um, the one thing that I wanted to do in the process of developing this pro- this podcast is allowing individuals to come on and tell the story, their stories the way they wanted to be told in their own natural state without being judged and being as comfortable as possible. So that was one of the reasons why um, I thought for me personally, um, to develop this podcast
0: amazing absolutely amazing and you said a very important word there that's all of us are trying not to do and that's to judge exactly. and to just to feel free and to feel that we're able to be in a world where we're not judged no matter who we are what we do and i think we're moving towards there and this is what my group is all about it's helping women to not judge themselves but to celebrate themselves and what is the mission of your podcast
1: one of the one the, the main mission of my podcast is is to allow individuals once again to come on the show and be able to tell their stories and through this sure. and through their stories they can grow they can continue to grow and escalate as human beings because you know everybody has a story and sometimes we don't always have the outlet to really come on and tell our stories the way that we want to tell our stories. Uh, unfortunately, many times when we tell these stories, um, we we hold back because of the, you know, being judgmental and wondering what people really are going to think about who we are as individuals. So that really was my mission, um, giving individuals a platform where they're comfortable, where they can come and tell their stories and they can have a good time telling them.
0: <laughs> so you know when we had our chat i found you very interesting because thank you you're, you're you're very you're into your male energy and you do a very um you have got a big responsibility at work could you tell the audience actually what you do and how that's impacted your podcast
1: yes um i am a senior facilitator we, we call them facilitators um assistant um director, supervisor, you know, however you want to, of a program in one of our correctional facilities here in New York called Resolve to to Stop the Violence. Um, What we do, we hold, we house some of the most violent men within the um, correctional facility. And what our program does is that we get these men together and we give them an opportunity, once again, to get out, to get into their authentic self by identifying Um, First of all, emotions, how important emotions are and letting them know that it is okay to have a space where they can be who they are, regardless of their circumstances. And and also to help them understand there are different levels of violence that based on their moral belief system through Mm -hmm. counseling and through understanding all the Mm -hmm. learned and taught behavior that they have gathered over the years can change.
0: That, that's very interesting because these men are obviously very angry men and it comes out in their crime. And for them to start exp- expressing their anger um, in a way that's um, okay and not suppressed because, I mean, I, I don't know much about it, but what I've heard and read is that anger we all have anger, but we have different ways of expressing it. But the criminal expresses it through violence. And exactly. Yeah, and what you do is you compassionately allow them to express their anger, but in a way that's non-violent. Yes. And the, the way you allow them to, or teach them how to communicate their anger through a non-violent way of communicating. And I, I think that is just very special.
1: Thank you. Um, as, as you know, um, violence prevention and anger management are to- totally two different entities. Um, the old way of um, dealing with anger management, it used to be a time where they used to tell you that, you know, being able to express and feel your emotions and being angry and being unhappy was a negative thing. And RSVP yeah. resolved to stop a violence. We tell you we want you to be angry. We want you to be afraid because once you know what you're feeling, then as a human being, we can begin to work on that. We can begin to process those feelings and get to that point where you can understand what are you feeling and why are you feeling based on uh, not only your learned and taught behavior, but your male role belief system.
0: That's such a a more compassionate, empathetic way of treating humans, because at the end of the day, they're human. So how how has that impacted you your life and your podcast and developing the
1: podcast well in so many so many different ways um when I when I first started when I was asked to do um resolve to stop the violence in Van Halen on correctional facility actually I didn't want to I didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. because I didn't believe in it because I've survived being who I was for so many years I didn't believe that my my moral belief system or my thought process can be can be changed can be modified and in this process um i remember um mr Haman sinclair my guy he um is director of the resort to stop the violence and in los angeles california and he clearly explained to me he said isaac i'm not asking you to change everything about you and who you are i'm what i Mm -hmm. want you to do is that I want you to give, I want you to give yourself an opportunity to allow some new things to come in. And for a man that's been, you know, from the streets and had to survive, um, different type of violent entities all his life, I really didn't think that this program could really have the impact on me that it has. And 17 years later, let me tell you something, it has had a great impact, um, on me as a person. I've become a better father. I've become a better human being. I've become a better partner to my wife. I've just, I just look at the world and I just look at people so much, so differently than I would have 17 years ago.
0: Yeah. And and would you put, would you put that down? That's amazing. And and that's really commendable. And would you put that change? down to the fact that you were living so much in your male side and then learning and taking on this new information you then learned how to balance your male with your female
1: you know you know what's amazing about that is that most men when, when you tell them that you know m- men have you know you have mm-hmm. you have your female energy and you have your your male energy that's um that's a really difficult subject to kind of comprehend amongst men, because by nature, you know, we talk, we are taught to be um, always in our masculine energy, which is true. Exactly. Unfortunately, um, the, the balance is amazing, because once you get men to really begin to be accountable, for their actions and understand the learned taught behavior that they've learned from whether it's been their parents or it's been from the streets or their peers and they take that and then they make it something that fits for them even even though at times it works and it doesn't work they still believe that that right is right so for me to go through this process and discover I'm going to use discover That many things that I've learned from my peers, the learned and taught behavior that I've been carrying for so for so long about a lot of different issues um, I was wrong about.
0: You know, that's why I brought you on in my group. And first of all, I want to say thank you very much for coming into the group, staying in the group and coming on the show because it is um, for female leaders. But. Uh, when I had this wonderful podcast interview with you a couple of weeks back, I, I, I then had a insight myself and a revelation that there is a lot of men out there embracing feminine energy, yes, and, and they are making better, as you say, a better partner. They're making better um, bosses, managers, um, executives, and that's why I've brought you on here because you're an example to so many men out there who's able to identify male energy, female energy, and know when to go into it, when to come out and when to use it and when not to use it. But what was most um, appealing to me is that you're using the two energies at the same time when you are talking... (laughs) yeah
1: I knew you, you was gonna say that
0: <laughs> and, and, and that is so hard to do it's so hard even for a woman to balance at the same time her male energy with her female energy because they're always competing but with you you know especially in your job and dealing with these um these people who have to accelerate their male, um, they have accelerated their male energy, and I yes. have to bring it down. And, and they see it in you, and you're a perfect example because being a female, having your feminine energy, hasn't made you any the less a man.
1: No, no. I mean, you know, it's it's like with anything else. Um, one aspect of our program, um, you know, we coordinate, you know, being happy and sad to living or dying. You understand what I'm saying? So. In this process of, of me teaching um, this curriculum to, you know, our men, thousands of men, I've, I've taught over 3,000 men over a 17-year period. And what happens is that you equate your decision-making based on both of those energies, whether or not I want to live or I want to die, or I want to be happy, or do I want to be sad. And, and that's a powerful piece because m- many times what happens is once again, when we talk about the, you know, having that balance, it's just being able to make a decision, being able to, being able to kind of sit back and fall back and be like, you know what, whatever I'm feeling, whatever happened in this situation, understanding and I play a role in it, and, mm. and being able to recognize how does it make me feel, because once I'm able to understand and notice what I'm feeling. Whether I'm sad, whether I'm angry, whether I'm afraid, once again, I'm going back to once I can I can put my hand on that, I can actually do something about it. I don't have to be violent, and I can I can be I can be afraid, but now I know why I'm afraid. I can tell you that I have a fear, and I can tell you what that fear is, and then now we can sit down and have a conversation.
0: Wow wow because this is something that even women are not taught i mean i was brought up um you know my father taught me karate taught me to be in my masculine side and i didn't know that i was really heavily in that side of me and and that's why when i married don he he kind of brought out the the more feminine side of me And he was kind of balanced as well. And thank you very much. And over the years, um, I'm saying thank you because people are, they're kind of liking it with all the little thingies coming up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm paying attention to it. I see it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So um, I think it's got to do with how you brought up. It's got to do with your belief system. It's got to do with your thoughts. And it's got to do with how women were told that men are bad. Men are going to hurt you. Men are not going to look after you. They're going to abuse you, hurt you, use you, and you need to do karate. You need to you need to fight. You need to. Right. And then you go into this world with your male energy and all your defenses up, and then all of a sudden, um, y- you know, you're getting men now who are confused because the woman is so male and. How do where's the attraction and where's the balance and where's the magnetizing of this harmonious energy? So this is very important for men to learn and women.
1: Under, understanding, you know, behaviors. Behaviors are important, you know, notice, recognize and acknowledge when you're dealing with people. And, you know, what I've learned about dealing with people is, is we've gotten so used to, um, being misled, see, you know, for so many years, for a long time, you know, information is powerful and it's important, you know, when you learn something, you know, just don't learn it, challenge it, question it. Because once again, I'm gonna go back, you know, a lot of things that I thought that were right coming up in my childhood and my young adulthood on what and how a man should be, you know, um, in my, in my older adult life, I, I, you know, I realized that, you know what, I got to do something different. I got to do something better. I can still be masculine and I can still carry that man, that male energy, but having the ability to be able to fall back and learn yeah. how to be a better parent and to be a better. And that comes along with being able to communicate and being able to listen and, and get out and get out of your head. Because once, once again, Learned and taught behavior can be undone. If I yeah. learn something, I can unlearn it. If you taught me something and I've realized that it that what you taught me was right, regardless of the circumstances that I've had to go through in that process, once I realize that you know what? Once I've learned something, it was wrong. I can I have to be able to have it inside of myself to be able to make a decision to unlearn it. And that's what's difficult because learn, taught behavior many times become comfortable to Mm. people. And we use that as a crutch, not to change. And we, and we use it as men, we use it a lot of times as an excuse for the behavior for the behavior and something as simple as you know, men ain't supposed men supposed to cry behind closed doors, for years, f- and, and I was taught that you know never ne- never let them see you cry, never let ne- never let them see you become emotional because they're gonna think you weak. But what I tell men is, guess what? That's one of the sure. biggest strengths that you can ever have is being vulnerable.
0: Touche. Yeah. I agree.
1: And many men, that's that's a very difficult thing, because vulnerability in men many times bring brings out the true you of who you are. We call that the authentic self, because you know we we live we live by what other people think we should be, instead of really finding out who we are. Yeah, because
0: I was having a discussion with uh, my step stepson, and. Um... He said to me, because we were talking about clothes, and he's such a great guy because he can talk about clothes, he can talk about makeup, he can talk about, and he's very masculine. He's not in any way, um, you know, on the very feminine side, but he's able to go into the feminine side and talk about clothes and style. And he said to me, um, Men do not complement each other. You know, us girls, you see us even on social media, we sell <laughs> your, your, body, yes. your clothes, your hair, whatever. But with men, you never see a man saying, Oh, I love the way you've cut your mustache, or I just love that outfit you're wearing. And, you know, he was saying from a male point of view, and I don't know if it's if, if I'm right or wrong yet, but it was just from one point of view that. Men want to compliment each other, but it's viewed as being too feminine. You'll see a guy with a nice shirt, or you'll see him with good, great shoes, shiny shoes. Uh, but you'll never compliment each other because it looks it's too, too, too feminine. And yet, that we all want to be seen. Exactly. We all want to be heard, and we all want to be understood. Um. So
1: how how does that sit with men in general? Men always want to be validated. Let's not get it twisted. We we do. It's
0: okay.
1: a it's a it's a belief system that has to change. I'm big okay. on I'm big on complimenting men. I'll see men. I'll be like, man, I like that suit. Nice shoes, man. Nice hat. And the you know. I love the expression because, you know, when you when you validate a man on something that he has, right, and you see that smile or they have a laugh or a giggle, you be like, okay. You know what I mean? And it's a great feeling. It's not just a great feeling for him, but it's a great feeling for you because you get to that point where you're not worried about what society norms think about who you are. And and okay. that's that's the thing that we have to break. We have to get out of this society. You no, know, society says you have to do this, society says you have to be this way, society says you have to be that. No, you have to develop your own sense of 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 self and well-being and be comfortable. The key is being comfortable with who you are. And that takes yep. work because we live in a yep. world that many times we want to be accepted we want to be accepted and we're afraid of being disliked
0: yes yes absolutely i mean it's 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 whether you're male female child adult teenager that that's it's it's a thing that goes with you all the way to your dying day
1: exactly and and once you find yourself and you begin to love yourself and understand who you are you walk different you talk different. Your smile is different. Your glow is different. Like people recognize that. And they, and what yeah. happens, let me tell you something. What happens is they become yeah. afraid of you because, yeah. because now in that process, you had you develop different boundaries for yourself. So for me, it's, it's important for me to validate men. It's, invo- it's important for me to be, if I see something that you have on that's nice, I'm going to let you know. Yo, that's a nice command. I like that car. Look, nice tie. Where you get that tie from? Oh, yo, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna get that. Yo, man, I like those shoes. How's yo? Thanks, man. You know, my my late my wife picked these up, man. She... I had a guy. Remember one time I had a guy complimented on him. I complimented him on his shoes, <laughs> and he said his yeah. wife. His wife had bought the shoes, right? And he <laughs> said, you know, for for a long time I wouldn't wear them. I said, man, you better wear them shoes. Them shoes, nice, and. <laughs> The the smile, like the 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 reflective energy that I received, and, and like I didn't know this guy from a hole in the wall, man. We had a whole 10-minute conversation about just life and just being people and just being happy. And I thought that was an amazing thing. So men do want to get validated by men. Once again, it's the systematic. Thought of of it just being feminine, or society says, you know what, if you if if you compliment another man, you're soft, you know, you you're you're less attractive, or or you're less masculine. And I want to debunk that.
0: I agree, I agree, and that's why I've brought you on board today because I just think that you are a shining example to so many men that you can be in your feminine side your feminine energy having insight of feminine but at the same time balancing it with the masculine i mean you don't when you complimented and validated that guy you didn't say it in a you know um in a feminine way but complimenting is classed as a feminine energy exactly and you you know when you look in nature um when i teach women to be in the flow that's very feminine because the woman is flowing like the waves of a sea and everything must flow in a woman. Whereas, whereas a man is, is different. he's more um, directed and, and has the ability to break and go break and go. Right. Whereas a woman is more in the flow. So when you look at the waves of the sea, you know, even though it has that feminine flow to it, it definitely has the masculine side to it because it's got the the moon leading it it's got the um the science behind it and it's got it's hosting and protecting a lot of life within it and um that can be considered as well as the nurturing side but it also yes. can be the, it can be the feeding side because the sea is able to give it that protective wall against dying. I mean, if you didn't have all that water or if we were closer to the sun, all that would evaporate and then those those animals wouldn't or mammals wouldn't survive. So being in the flow doesn't mean that you're just all this feminine, frilly thing. You still are able to have those male sides. And being the male, you can create a sense of feminism without being um i don't know what word to use you know too um, sissy or soft or frilly you yes know?
1: yes yes um whew, that that's that's amazing because a lot of men you know especially you know my interaction with men um when they when they have an encounter with a woman that's sure about her femininity it's different. It's very different. Mm. They don't they don't know what to do with it because they they're so used to being in, in in partnerships and relationships where just two negative energies, masculine energies, just crossing each other at all times. And it's like mm. both you know, both you're bumping heads and nobody's moving and mm. and you know, it's a bunch of stubbornness and everything. So, um, You know, and what I I like to tell, you know, the men that I work with, I say, you know, when you when you encounter yourself and you find a woman that's in her true femininity, I don't want you to ever think that's a weakness. That's one of the greatest strengths a woman can have is to be feminine because they also have a masculine, a masculine energy that that's unparalleled to our own masculine energy and most definitely when a woman finds that balance between her femininity and her masculinity, man, you have a risk. You have a a remarkable human being that you're dealing with because, you know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. And once again, getting out of your head and getting away from those social norms that tell us we are supposed to be this way or we are supposed to be that way in our relationship. You know what I'm saying? Getting to know and getting to love who you are and knowing who you are. See, knowing who once you know who you are, this conversation that we have, everything around that becomes easier. And one of the examples that I use and when, you know, when I talk, when I talk to men, and I, and I asked them, I, and then for one of the questions that I asked them, I said, "How many of you guys have fathers?" And they raised their hand, right? And I said, "I want right. you. I want to take you back to the first time you helped your child. Exactly. How did you feel?" And the room mm-hmm. gets quiet, and they, and it's like a wow moment. I say that right there is your authentic you. I say, however that right there is also the feminine balance that you have as a man. Because you become so gentle with this child. You're looking at this child. You want to be the best. Like, your heart almost melts. It's like, but once again, men aren't validated. They aren't told that, you know what, it's okay, man, when you're around your, your child to be giddy and soft and, and gentle and playful and, and just be something that that may be uncomfortable to you at some times. So, you know, um, it's most definitely, it's yeah. a, it's a lifelong challenge. However, it's a great balance.
0: And I think children growing up with that father being in his male and feminine side is so good. I mean, I, 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 my, when I was brought up, my parents, my father wasn't at the hospital when I was born, my father wasn't at the hospital, so there was no bonding. Um, he didn't carry me, he didn't hug me, I I grew up without hugging him, he was never around, so even though I had a father, my parents are still married, Mm -hmm. I didn't have a father, but he did take 10 minutes out every night to teach us karate moves. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know, but there was never this tenderness where he would be feminine, he was always in his masculine, because that's what society taught men 30 years ago. So um, I think teaching men today to be in that gentle, soft, delicate side is absolutely commendable, you know, and, and, and even more so in a correctional facility.
1: And, and it's important for women to understand when when they engage with a, with, a, with a man that understands that power. And when that woman sees that man in that level, at that having that balance, to embrace it, instead of looking mm. at him as being something soft or something, um, exactly. vulnerable, you embrace him as something that's powerful, and mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know that's that's important to really understand because, and that's one of the reasons why a, a lot of men today. Um, they stay in that place because it's a fear. It's yeah. it's like me telling you a dark secret, and then two yeah. weeks later you tell all your girlfriends, and I see one of your girlfriends, and your girlfriends yeah. told me something that you told her. How can you expect mm-hmm. for me to continue to be in my authentic self and continue to find that balance if I can't, if I can't trust you? with my deep, dark secrets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I never thought of it like that. You know, I, I, it's this such a revelation that men are opening up now and so, telling us, because um, as I said, I spoke to my step stepson son um, yesterday and he said that um, he was, he was 14 years old and he liked this girl. And, um, you know, as a group, they went to the house and she brought out some drinks on a tray and he was taught to um, take the tray off a woman and always serve. And when he got up to take the tray off her, she um, literally told him to sit down. And this is not what he should be doing, taking over. And he wasn't taking over. He thought he was being a gentleman. So he, yes. my, my, stepson, my stepson was saying that women are confused as to what chivalry is and what gentlemanness is. And men are confused when the woman is not accepting <laughs> his gentleman be- behavior. So you've got this loggerheads. So, and there's yes. no education. I mean, you've got sex education at school, but you don't have feminine and male energy um, education at school. So with you educating people through your podcast, through, through your, um, your work it is, is an, is a, is a university yes. experience because male and female is universal.
1: You know, um, when, when I'm, when I'm out in the community and, and I see men that that's been a part of our program after they come home and, and they decide to want to settle down and go back to being family, men. And I see them in a different space, and they see me. One of the first things they say, they was like, "Well, you know, this is Isaac. This is this is um, you know, they don't, they you know, he he really helped me to be the person that I am, and to see um the happiness in their partner's face, like you know, for me it's it's about just if I if I help one person." If I can get one person to understand the importance of just understanding who you are and having a life balance and letting them know that it's okay to be in your masculine energy, but you know what? It's okay to find the other part of your balance too and and not be afraid of what everybody thinks that you should be. That's the key. You can't worry about what somebody thinks you should be. Once you get to understand who you are and learn who you are, you have to be the best person that you have to be because you only have one life
0: exactly yeah exactly and that's something to be celebrated here and, and not to live in the past and not to live too much exactly. in the future but, but to, to live in the now and to live in the now is to extract all the essence out of the now and to to feel the feelings just feel the feelings and um, whether you're male or female we are we function our life force. Is our emotions, you know, that's the electric motion that keeps us going. Our emotions, and whether you believe in God or a creator or whatever, yes, they have found 5,000 and named these emotions. There are 5,000 named emotions right now, today, in the dictionary, and maybe more. Um, but there's also maybe thousands of emotions that haven't been named. And I can verify that because when Don died and I had to go through the grieving process in the last four years, I can't put a name to the feelings that I have experienced, but they're there, but there's no name attached to it. But I've learned to understand Those feelings, greet them, meet them, and process them, which my friend Jane reminded me yesterday um, to process these feelings. So um, maybe men and women haven't been able to identify emotions, name the emotions, and be able to, to, to feel them and then process them we haven't been taught that
1: you know what you're so true and once again on both sides of the spectrum you know we you have happy and you have hurt and there's like you said if if it's 5000 different emotions all those emotions fall in one or the other category and with our program we deal with fear being afraid being hurt being content And being happy and being sad. So, what what happens is, if you're if you're having emotion, if you're going through something, and it creates a feeling in you, right, that you don't understand, or have you in a place of discord, nine times out of ten, we understand that that's on the hurt end of the spectrum if i can tell myself i'm hurt or i have a fear or i'm afraid being able once again being able to identify i have a fear isaac what are you afraid of and being honest about what i'm what the fear is and once i'm able to do that then my process becomes clearer and from that point however long I need to process it, I can process it. Now I know what it is. I have a fear of this. I have a fear of that. I'm hurt about this. I'm hurt about that. It's it's as simple as you and I having a conversation and you say something and it creates an emotion in me and and I don't deal with it. You create an emotion in me. So me personally, if you create that, that emotion in me, my responsibility is to be able to let you know, you know what? I'm going to validate what you said. So I'm going to validate what you said. I'm going to let you know exactly what you said. So you have a better understanding than I am paying attention and I heard what you said. In that process, I can tell you how it made me feel. And then also in that process, once I tell you how it make you made me feel, now we can have a different conversation. Because validation is the key being aware and being able to validate it instead of being aware and stuffing it and letting it sit in the pit of your gut and not dealing with it at all.
0: Yeah. Because then you become a victim and then you become somebody who, um, skews in it and you don't know that there's a way out and the ability to to get the way out. And, And I think, one of or some of the questions that i ask myself is um once i like you say you you meet the problem or you meet the fear or, and you you, you how, how do you feel about it um what what do i have to believe in order to feel this way because behind a feeling is always a, a belief and behind a belief is um a strong validation that we've both evidence with so yeah, I think what would I have to believe in order to feel the way I do is, is, is a big, big question.
1: And be- a belief comes based on the, the what, what you what you what you know, what you've learned through your own experiences, and what you've been taught, and how and how you've used what you've been taught through your own experiences. Mm-hmm. That's the key, because mm-hmm. life. Emotions are experiences.
0: Yeah, and and I mean they are they're coming from a perspective. You know, um, yesterday was firework. You know, fire, there was fireworks, and I had to go to the shop, and there was this little baby, tiny little newborn baby, and the mother had it by the side of the about the side of the car, and she was packing her trolley, and I wanted to go and put that baby in the car and protect it from the um, the fireworks because I was <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was brought up in a country where um, the fireworks were always in a controlled area. It was never done really, you know, with people, amateurs in their house. So I've got this thing, someone's going to get hit. And I got out the car and these crackers were going off. I saw the baby and I wanted to grab that baby. And my emotions were going into the, well, she needs to be safe, she needs to be in the car but then the mother was like, oh look at those firecrackers love, look, look, look and it's loud and I'm thinking it's going to burst this baby's eardrum and and the, <laughs> the mother was going, enjoy that sweetie, look at the colours, isn't that beautiful and and I thought wow, her belief system is that firecrackers are great, colourful, you know enjoyable and my belief system, system is, yes, run,
1: yes, and know? that's a great story right there because really you just you just summed it up just based on the two different types of belief system you know one her belief system was born a the joyous the happy side right of living yes. and your belief yes. system was contracted towards the side of hurting and and something something bad the death side and then when you realize that you, know, you 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 had this unbalanced contract you was like okay i get it now because what i may believe she may not have looked at it that way
0: no and she didn't and in in that moment i i just realized that i didn't i mean brought up in south africa you know we were brought up in the apartheid era and i was brought up through civil war yeah. so the banging the banging and the vibration of the firecrackers triggers of the war that I went through and the horrors. So even though I've got the beautiful lights, the sounds and the vibration of the boom. um, So it's also what you've been through and what you've seen other people go through.
1: And at that time for you, it was that, that one thing that created that trigger based on that experience. Yeah. So, yeah. so many times, what what happens, and and I'm, I'm I'm happy you really talked about that is that we also teach our men how to identify the triggers. What are, what are the triggers? What 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 is it about? What happened? What was the trigger that created that emotion in you? And if you sit down with them long enough, and this this goes for men and women, if you sit down yeah. with them long enough, and they, and and they are willing to do the work necessary to keep the keep themselves safe. Because when you know emotion keeping keeping yourself emotionally safe is an important aspect towards the progress and the growth emotionally. So they if they're willing to do that, nine times out of ten, they always they they figure out they know exactly what the trigger now. Then once you once you notice, recognize, and acknowledge, and find out what the trigger is, guess what? Now we can work. Now we can do something yeah. about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't realize that that was the trigger. It wasn't so much the 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 joy of the colors and everything was outweighed by the the trigger of the sound of the bang, which reminded me of the the gunshots. And the war in in South Africa, and, and then that takes you to other places. Um, so yeah, it, and then once you realise this is not a gun going off, n- you know, nobody's getting shot, nobody's getting killed. Exactly. It's, it, it's it's like um, it's like a a trigger for the the actual um you know firework itself <laughs> to
1: go off. <on. laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, I, I had a cousin that was in the Vietnam War, and every time, um I remember as a child, and once again, this conversation, once again, it triggered an, a thought process, it triggered a thought based on what we was talking about right now, once again, you know, everything mm. we're talking about is relevant. um, And for a long time, if like when cars backfired, he would, he would, he would hit the floor. Oh, and um, and it took him years to get through that process of just understanding what that trigger was. And when he got to a point where you know now then he started hearing cars backfire. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm good now. But he had to work through that process and understand exactly yeah. what it was, and and believing and having it. You know, having, believing himself that, you know what, I'm not in that place no more. Like like what you just talked about. I'm not over here. I'm not experiencing that war. That war for me anymore. So mm-hmm. you begin to work through that process.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, when you start facing the fear, understanding the fear, understanding the trigger... And then working through the process and that's the process, isn't it? And and that's what's so, you know, amazing about you that you don't um, inflate it or you don't multiply it and you, you just keep it where it's supposed to be. You know, um, what I mean is, for example at the beginning of this conversation, I kind of said to you that there's 5,000 different types of emotions and you then directed it, well, it fits into this category or that category and then just keep it simple. Um, So would you say for us in the audience and for us watching that if we have emotion, just keep it simple from it's either sad or happy, put it in that category and then hone in on the process?
1: What What I would say is, It's important to to know what you're feeling, first of all. And many times, um, we don't. Understanding and being able to learn that that was a fear, I'm afraid Mm -hmm. of that. I'm really content with this situation. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with this situation. What you said to me made me sad. You understand what I'm saying? Be able to... Separate the different emotions, and once you acknowledge, you know what? Right now, I'm sad. Well, Isaac, can I ask you? Can I ask you a clarifying question yeah Why are you sad? I'm sad because A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Now we can work. It's really, it's really, it's really simple. It's it's a simple process. It's the work that goes into the process that sometimes is, becomes complicated for uh, for us as humans because uh, it brings a vulnerability that people are afraid to go walk it's like walking through a maze and not knowing how to get out uh, because when yeah. I'm when I'm vulnerable I'm at mm-hmm. my I'm at my rawest point and sometimes going through that process you have to be vulnerable and you know what and walk through that maze. And look at it right in the face. And say, okay, mm-hmm. I understand what this is. I am I am afraid. Yeah. I am hurt. Yeah. Because one, one of the things about emotions is that, the funny thing is that I, t- I tell mm-hmm. a lot of my guys and we laugh about it all the time, right? I've made mm-hmm. some, I've made good decisions when I was hurt, and I also made Mm -hmm. good decisions when I was happy. Mm -hmm. So that balance is very important, and it goes back to, once again, everything that we're talking about. So if you could get to a point and understand, I'm feeling this way, I'm hurt, I don't like the way this feels, or I'm feeling this way and I'm happy, and sometimes people that are happy don't like the way that that feels. So the the balance is very important for us to have and to understand.
0: That's interesting because, yeah, so there's a a point where you actually have to face the vulnerability.
1: And mm -hmm.
0: And then there's a point where you actually know that the vulnerability will turn into something positive. But if you don't face that vulnerability, you can't get past that.
1: You have to face it, face it head on. You got to look at it in the face. You got to look at it in the face. And
0: I think... Do you think women are... um, uh, better doing this than men because they've gone through birth and, and I think there's nothing more vulnerable for a woman in, in giving birth and knowing that she could die and a baby and you're just relying on the people by and you're just relying on the miracle of life, you know, and that is, I think when you go through something like that, the I- uncertainty and, of life yeah. hits you.
1: I think women are great at at um, being vulnerable emotionally. V- women mm-hmm. I think they're very very expressive and mm-hmm. they really don't have a problem with with um, exposing that that level of vulnerability. I think mm-hmm. it's how you deal with it when it comes. You know mm-hmm. you, you have you you can either have a very high high even when you're angry. And you can very, you can mm. have a very high high when you're happy, but then you can have a very low low on both ends of the of the spectrum. I think women do a better job emotionally, um, and and really just being it for each other emotionally. Men, mm. um, we got a lot of work to do right. because you know we're always told, "Yo, man up." Well, what does that mean? I don't know. Based on what you believe, based on your belief system, like what, what does man up mean? You know, what, what does that mean for you? And and that's the one question I ask you know, when I talk to my man, they'd be like, Well, if they if they if they express something that they really not sure about, one of the questions I ask them, well, what does that mean for you? Because what mm. it means for me is irrelevant. Mm. It's irrelevant. What does that mean? And and how does that make you feel? So what, what happens is you give them an opportunity to think and process all at the same time. And you know, a lot of times, I, like, I never I never thought about it like that. Well, think about it. I'm going to come back in here. We're going to have a different conversation later.
0: Wow. Oh, that's interesting. So you actually give them time to process yeah. those feelings.
1: Yeah. And, so, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll go right in. Okay. Because I, 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 I want them to get to that place of touching that vulnerability and understanding how how it feels to be at that place, but then have understanding how it feels to be able to work through that process and getting on the other side.
0: So I'm gonna ask you a little question here because I had a personal experience myself. When you push someone to um, express vulnerability they can get violent because they're not handling those feelings
1: the, one, the the first thing you ask them right in a in, the, in a process especially in a setting that I work in can I are are will you allow me to do some work with you if they say Go yes ahead. then we can do the work if they're not willing to do the work you can't work with them because what you what, what they're telling you is that they're not even willing to work on themselves. So once but, I get them to that point where they're willing to work, then we see most of the time we want to work front to back. The best way to hmm. get through that vulnerability is work from back to front.
0: Because hmm. with my experience, the person obviously wanted to... Um, You know, have the work done, but when they actually got into the emotion, and you try and help them to go that step further to explore it, um, and then they say, you know, I don't want to go any further. So, what 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 do you do then? Do you stop
1: That's a natural occurrence. Yeah. Don't. That's when they get that way. That's not a deterrent. Now I have another opportunity. As a clinician, that gives me another opportunity. Because at that point, I don't I don't ask them why they're not willing to 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 go through it. Now I get to backtrack because once they tell me I'm not willing to talk about that. My next question is: how you feel? Isaac, I'm hurt right now. What is it about? What is it about? that hurt that you're feeling that making you feel this way. Is it the conversation? Now, now we can have a backwards conversation. And that conversation, right, and that conversation always brings me back to now we can deal with what you was feeling five or six minutes ago. Because when somebody tells you that they're not willing to deal with it, they're hurt. They're hurt. Now, they're at, the, they're at their peak. They're starting to touch that level of vulnerability that they've been running from for so long. And you don't have to force it. Be like, yo, look, you know, I heard you say that you really didn't want to talk about it right now. They'd be like, yes. Well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about this conversation? And the one thing that I've, I've understood about people, if you become a great listener and you let them talk, they answer their own questions. It's true. And you have to be able to point it out. You have to be, you have to get to that point as that clinician or that doctor or that psychiatrist, sometimes understanding that, you know what, through all the education that we have gone through and we've processed, we don't know it all. And sometimes I have to come out of clinician mode. I, many times I come out of clinician mode and I just go into you know what you and I we're no different we just we're just the same so let's have a conversation
0: interesting so very very
1: interesting. yeah so when yeah. so when we when I'm sitting with my men in my office and we having this one on one we are having this conversation right the one thing I do is I just let them talk mm. and then I validate later. Because the one of the most important things for men, and, and a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of sometimes we get this misunderstood is that we want to be heard. If you haven't been heard at home and all your life, nobody's ever heard you or listened to what you had to say, then how can you begin to be vulnerable and really understand and, and get and start to learn how to process? And to become a, yeah. the better person.
0: Yeah, and I mean, most people, well, I was brought up in an era, I don't know about you, well, we was told that kids need to be seen and not
1: heard. Been there, grew up in that household, stay in a kid's yeah. place. You you to be yeah. seen, not to heard. You mind your business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So
0: we, we, don't, we never learn how to express our opinions, how to express our feelings. And then all of a sudden, you're in the big, big world and you got to use creative thinking you got to use your your killer instinct you got to use all these things and then you, you you get even more confused because you're not relating to the people who's highly educated in a way of communicating and then you make a lot of trouble for yourself and you end up getting slapped or hit or punched or, or, or whatever
1: you know em- emo- emotionally emotionally you can't relate if you, if, yeah. if you grew up in a household and your father is totally all masculine yeah. and, you, and your mother works hard to stay feminine because she understands her place, her role as a woman, right?
0: Exactly. Most yeah.
1: men don't... We're going to go back once again.
0: Yeah. Most
1: men, we're not paying attention to their mother's feminine energy. We're just looking at it as mommy is afraid of that.
0: Exactly, and she's weak.
1: She's weak.
0: And I'm not going to be that way. When and I'm not going to be I that kind of person.
1: I'm not going to be like my mom, or yeah. I'm not going to be yeah. like my dad. So that transfers into into a belief system that becomes so convoluted over a long period of time. We just believe that that's what it is and it's not and going back into our earlier conversation and that's why I express and I'm gonna say it again being in your feminine energy as a woman is a strength it's one of the most powerful places you can be as a woman hallelujah <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like I had to learn that I'm look I had to learn a lot of things and most men because they haven't learned it or they haven't been taught when they they experience have that experience with a woman that understands her femininity they don't know what to do with it so what what we have we have a sabotage we have a relationship sabotage so we start using people it's like it's It it works on both um, ends of the spectrum. It's like, you know, this nice guy theory, disrespectful guy theory. A lot of women don't know what to do with a guy that's just respectful and that's been brought up in a manner or has learned a manner that works for him, that keeps him at peace. They don't know what to do with that. So he's a nice guy or he's soft or he's not masculine. He's more masculine than... Than ever before You just haven't given yourself An opportunity To tap into that Because Emotionally We haven't been taught We don't know If you don't know You don't know If you don't know You don't know You don't You really
0: That That's that's where My coaching comes in And um, it, it, Women are actually I've, What I've learned From my coaching Is that women are Um not very receptive uh, receptive <laughs> to being feminine because of this thing that's going on that they are yeah. weak and, 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 you know, they're addicted to the male energy, so they don't want to go to being that feminine side and yet they will become more creative, they'll become more innovative, they'll become a bit of wife they'll be able to be more balanced and in themselves, their own health will be better. So it's such an important thing for them to understand this.
1: You said being healthy, man, it is no better place in the world. Yeah. That through all the chaos that we go through as humans. Yeah. That when you come into your home Mm. and you can be in, at peace Mm. and being a a relationship where you can just be who you are Mm. authentically it's no better place in the world I don't have to feel like when I walk into the door that I have to always be in a masculine state I'm I'm always going to be in a masculine state but then I could yeah. come, I could come home and relax. Mm. And just take it easy. And allow whatever energy that's in that 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 place to take place and not have to worry about what somebody else thinks or what somebody else views how I should be. Mm. Because, you know, men, we want to be respected. Mm. and we want to be heard. Mm. And if we have that, everything else falls mm. in place.
0: Yeah, and, and I think um, women don't understand that men are actually that simple, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. It's putting one and one together, respect the man, let him be heard, and then you he's happy. Whereas women are more complex we that's that's we, we we're a little bit more complex than that but once the man feels respected and he feels heard he's then able to open himself up and to give that feminine love to the woman
1: where well, that, that you yeah that comes with understanding and, be, and being and having that level of self-esteem also for a man yeah you know have, having that yeah. regardless of where you are you know,
0: yeah, because w- what I saw with Don, um, I-, I wish I knew what I know now, then, but um, we can't live in the past. It's everything's a learning curve. Looking back with Don, um, I tried to um, enforce my feminine side onto him, and he wasn't going to have it because he was the male. But if I just understood that more the male side, then he would have perhaps understood more where the feminine side was coming in. And so I think that's where most couples clash is that a woman thinks that a man thinks like her. Um, And what a man views as being respected, a woman will view it didn't even pass her mind that that's the way he wants to be respected. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for example. I know exactly sits, what you mean. <laughs> you I know, know exactly he comes on. Yeah, he comes on and then he sits down. Now, when a man sits down, he's got a button that switches off. But when a woman sits down, she gets electric. She gets, everything starts going on. i got to do this. i got to do that. She can't sit down and not. Um, just cut off whereas (laughs) a man he can he can sit down and he gets he can shut off and and the whole world is 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 not even around him and then us women feel that we are being ignored and that's not the case so respecting male energy that when they sit down that's them recharging their battery it's kind of like when we put our phone in and we just leave it. We don't start getting upset with the phone because it needs recharging.
1: Yes. But, yes.
0: But the woman is like a blender. When you plug, when she sits down, she gets plugged <laughs> in and starts blending everything together. And the noise in her head and her body and and, and you, you you know. Um, so we're totally different. But if we understand that, and there's other things as well that men do that we don't understand, but actually it's the norm and they're not going against the feminine. It's just for them to recharge their male side to be able to take on the feminine side, because too much from a woman, the feminine can actually make a man get irritated.
1: Well, men are like blenders also. That's why I was laughing because I I thought that was a great analogy. Um, But the one thing, you know, I had to learn, you know, you learn everything is a learning process is that we, we are fixers. We are problem solvers. So that time of silence is not only to recharge, right? For Mm. me, but I also have to recharge for my family.
0: And, and, And
1: sometimes we need that 10 or 15 minutes. And to be honest with you, it's nothing wrong. Because, no. you know, when women have that, you know, have this, baby, what's wrong? Nothing. And it's nothing wrong. It's no. really nothing wrong. It's just that, no. look, I need this. I need that 10 or 15 minutes so I can make the separation from my day at work. Because for me, it's important that I don't bring that home. And and that's that once once again, that's something I had to learn. I'm not gonna bring my work home because my work at you know, the work I do is so intense. Why would I want to bring that into my home where I just wanna have some peace? So my process starts as soon as I as soon as I walk out the door, now I'm processing. Now I'm 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 transferring energies. I know I have to go home. I know there may be some things at home that I might have to deal with, so when I get at home, I can be better prepared to deal with what's going on at the at the place of 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 happiness and peace. So and that's your home. When you walk into your home, if 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 you work in chaos, you shouldn't have to come home to chaos. And if you come home to chaos, that's a problem. Yeah, and that's
0: what most women come home to what most men come home to and it's like you'd say when 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 the the man sits down the woman thinks oh this is oh we've got a comment here let me just stop there for a sec all all in all with and when all this knowledge learned to get through moving forward people need to learn to play the game when and where necessary uh yeah i mean how how, how would you answer that how would you react to that
1: um the one thing I wouldn't call it a game, right? The term, you know, we we have to also change, you know, some of our terminology when when we're looking at different factor, life factors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being able to grow relationships supposed to grow, and and they never supposed to stay the same. In many relationships, what happens is one person grows at a rate that another person may may not grow you nurture that I'm not supposed to grow at the same level as you or you're not supposed to grow at the same level or the same speed that I'm supposed to grow and and many times what happens in relationships and and I, I'm accountable I'm accountable for this you can grow and your partner won't even know it because they're not even emotionally connected or they're not paying attention to your level of growth because as, as human beings, we want people to grow the way we want them to grow. And that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Mm. Sometimes as men, we're a step back so you can grow. And then when you get to where you need to be, now let me step into what I need to do so I can do what I need to do for me. And a lot of times women don't understand that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so it's best to understand that we're at different levels. We're on the same train, but we're in different carriages. Yeah, exactly.
1: And you can
0: move around you can move around in the carriage, but as long as you're going to the right destination on the same train. Yeah. A, a,
1: exact exactly. Like, it's 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 like and you gotta have that communication. See, if 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 you can't communicate, if we can't sit down and have those tough conversations and still love yeah. each other, it's that's a yeah. problem. Yeah. Because where you might want me to be, I might want, I might not be ready to be there. I need to be where I am. Sometimes yeah. you you are right where you're supposed to be. And that takes a that takes a very difficult level of understanding. Because oh,
0: well, yeah, yeah, because I mean you could have these difficult conversations, but with a woman, she will interpret things different, and the man will interpret things different. And um, you, you know they've done research, and I'm just repeating the research that they've they've found is that a woman's brain on the emotional side, that side where the the emotions are is actually more developed than a man's. So when when a woman is talking to a man, she goes into the highly um, emotional state. And when the man is talking with a woman, he goes into the fixed state. And
1: And that's um, where that balance comes in. That's where the mm -hmm. balance comes in because women don't realize that men are fixers. You bring me a problem, I want to fix it. I don't want it yeah. to be long drawn. I don't want it to be yeah. 5 or 6 days out. If you bring me a problem and you tell me what's going on, I want to fix it now. I don't want to fix it 2 days from now, 3 days from now. I want I want to be able to get to a problem a resolve right now so we can move forward. As a man,
0: and then that in itself um, upsets a woman. I can remember saying to Don, I'm not stupid. I know how to fix my own problem. Why do you think I'm coming to talk to you? Do you think I'm coming to talk to you because I'm an idiot and I can't fix my own problem? I'm coming here. And then those words, because now I'm getting offended because he wants to fix that, and then my words then coming out to him makes him feel, "What is she, why is she attacking me like this? And then he goes into the more logic, I go into the more emotional, he goes into the more logic, the emotional. And eventually you're having this huge dispute, whereas you just say, let's just disagree to agree to disagree. And, and then at the end of the day, nothing really gets <laughs>
1: I was get to say, you still got the problem.
0: <laughs> you don't solve the problem. The,
1: the problem is still there and there's no resolve. Because of this that one, because of that one thing, it and understand, un, un, <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's, it's We you know we talked about when when you asked me about you know understanding emotions and keeping it simple. That's complex for a lot of people. It's real complex to keep any keep a situation, or an answer. It's, it's simple. You ask me a question and I might give you the answer in two or three words and you won't even understand it. You'd be like, that's it? Yes, that's it. That's what it is. And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like you, you looking at me like I'm crazy and I just walk off and you trying to figure out what just happened. You know what happened? I gave you an answer and I didn't make it complicated. And vice versa. It's like you add like women, like you'll go to your partner, men will go to their partner, and ask them something, and she'll say something, and it's like that's it. Yeah, that's that's it. It don't have to be complicated. It can, it, it's it's really it's really simple, and that's why it's important to have not only those conversations, is to have an understanding. So you can have a conversation, but you don't, if you don't have understanding, is nothing's going to work. It's not. It's not going to work.
0: Yeah, because um, I, I recently reached out to a friend, and um, they were more because it was a man friend that I reached out to. He was more in 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 the area of protecting me. I said something, and I wanted him to like listen to what I was saying, but he was more in the protective mode. He could see the other side of it and then I thought don't get don't get upset just say thank you so I said oh thank you so much for protecting me and left it waited 24 hours and then went back and then re what I wanted and then he responded to the way that I wanted in the first place because I respected the first step the first step was that he wanted to protect and make sure that I was safe And then once he knew that I respected that, then he went on to the next step, which was to actually understand where I was coming from. So it's kind of like that law, understand to be understood.
1: Sometimes a no is a yes. Sometimes putting yourself in a situation to understand the power of not getting a response right then is powerful because what happens is, if you ask me a question and you give me time to process it, it gives me an opportunity to have a better understanding of the question. And sometimes you have to come back to some things. Look, right now I do not have the answer for you. Give me a few minutes. Let me, you know, let me go ahead and do what I gotta do, and I'm I'm yeah. gonna come back and get back with you. Yeah. Somet- and that goes along with being able to listen and not hear. Yeah. See, many times we talk to hear, we don't talk to listen. I had to learn how to listen. And you know what's funny about listening? When you're talking to somebody and, and they're talking and they just talking and you're not saying nothing, they get nervous. Yeah, because because they're not used to having anybody being tentative. Yeah. And being in a place of like you. And, And the funny thing about it is that in that process, I validate. So I want you to know that I'm listening to what you're saying.
0: Yeah.
1: Because, you know, as men and women, we have very complex. Conversations and we have very complex thought processes and things like that. And I and I had to learn some things about Isaac. It wasn't about me learning something about you, it was about me learning something about me. Right. And, and what, right, what was what was, you know, my my personal defaults about who Isaac was. Like Mm. I had to learn and grow and make a lot of mistakes and make a lot of bad decisions and being able to have people tell me like, especially my kids, like, Mm. you know, as a parent, sometimes like we think we know it all. But the one thing that I've learned in that process is that I don't, I don't know it all. I've just lived longer and made a few more mistakes than you. Maybe I now I can tell, maybe I could tell you a little something. So uh, it's like with anything else, you respect the process, you learn uh, how to listen. And uh, if it creates that emotion in you, if it creates mm-hmm. a feeling, be be accountable for what you're feeling. Like, look, man, I really don't like the way this makes me feel well maybe i need to sit in this place for a minute because it could be some validation there
0: i'm loving this and and i can see the audience is absolutely loving this they're loving the conversation and we, we just we're taking the essence of life and i just want to thank the audience and i think we had is tanisha your wife
1: that's my daughter
0: That's your daughter, Tanisha. You're an amazing girl that you're sitting here listening to your dad and and seeing this brave man. And I just want to say thank you to all the audience. And I just didn't want you to feel that I've left you out. But I normally respond to all your messages. But I'm so intrigued by Mr. Murden, Isaac, that I couldn't stop and interrupt him. So just to let you know that I love you all. And we're going to just carry on. If you're all up to it, please say if. Mr. Murden is able to stay. Please can we go on a few more minutes because you are an amazing man with an amazing family and I can see that you live what you talk.
1: And you know, on on another note that, you know, my daughter's in the audience. Um Yeah. You know, we've been um she's really been one one of the, the main factors for me, um in getting to this place. Because um, you know, I had a belief system like no other, and you know, through my belief system, had took me out of her life for a period of for a period of time. And yeah. you know, when when we reunited, you know, it wasn't pretty. You know, she yeah. had already established her own life, and she had her own belief system. But over yeah. a period of time, right, we've gotten to a place where. Now I'm daddy. Now you know, I'm, I'm daddy to her. and we tr- we trust each other. And on that note um, you know, she has a busy life. Um, I have a busy life, but we're in the process of um getting together and we're gonna tell our story as a father and a daughter in the her maybe next year, the book is going to be published. It's going to be called reds and it's going to be a life of a father, a absent father, along with an absent daughter, because, you know, through our lifestyles, you know, we always are under the assumption that people leave us, but we leave people. So, you know, um, I'm really excited with, with, with that project. Um, it's an ongoing project. You know, we, we have our, you know, we have our conversations about which way we want to go with it. But, um, I'm very proud of where she is and, and who she used to be and where she, and where she's going. So, um, I think maybe this might be the first time she's heard me speak, um, live in, in a long time. So to have her on, on being able to listen, um, for me, um, is is a pleasure, so you know I, I have I have no problem. Once again, we talking about vulnerability. I'm not afraid of of the vulnerability because I know who I was and I know who I am today. So that has made me the person that I am today.
0: You know, to 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 come on alive and to to say something as personal as that, you. Your, my respect for you has gone up tremendously because you made yourself and allowed yourself to be vulnerable in front of your daughter in front of us woman in front of whoever's going to watch this live and you've shown us that you walk the talk and you're still you're still sitting there uh, very masculine you haven't disintegrated into a female <laughs> with, with a pretty little pink dress. <laughs>
1: Tanya, I love you. Uh, I love you. I mean, I, I'm really, you know, um, you know, when when I interviewed you a couple of weeks ago, sometimes you just don't know where it's going to go and and how you know how the, how the um, conversation is going to turn out. And um, I, I remember after the interview, we had we had a great discussion. And a couple of days later, I, I was ed, I was editing. The podcast and I got a really chance to kind of sit in it because be honest with you I don't listen to my podcast after I edit them I put them out I don't go back to listen to many of them but it was just one that I just really had to listen to and for okay. for me personally it was it was like we are it don't matter what ends of the world we're on you know you over there in the UK I'm here in the United States you know what we are one. We we are so much alike and different <laughs> through our own personal experiences. So once yeah. again, I'm gonna go back. That was the reason for me to create the podcast, The Den, because you know, my you know, I, I I grew up in, you know, a family. You know, once again, we talked about, you know, as as a child, you know, you're seen and you're not heard. And, you know, the Den was was really whether it was your living room, where it was a family room, whether it was upstairs, you know, that's where all the point conversations, you know, that our parents and big uncles and big cousins had, and you weren't a part yeah. of that. So you knew, you know, when they was talking and they was in the, you know, whether, what place of the house they were in, you know, it was something that was going on. You need to take your behind upstairs and go in the room and close the door till it was over. So, um, yeah. you know, that was my reason for really just, you know, the, the name of, of the den Because, you know, that's where, you know, all the important conversations and a a lot of the resolve came out of just having those conversations. And, you know, what I've learned through this process, this podcasting process, is that um, people really want to be heard. And people want to feel safe in telling these stories. So um, for me because I have my own story and I understand the importance of allowing people to be comfortable in their own space and their own skin. And I just wanted to create a, a space where people can come on and laugh and joke and really be in their authentic self and be able to share their experience. Because, you, you know, for me, I you know, you, you are letting me into your life. How powerful is that? You allow me into your life. Now I'm allowing mm. you to be into my life. Like how powerful is that? If 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 that's not following the balance the, between the masculine and the feminine, I don't know what it is. So we've got
0: a Frank Anthony Geraldo that's Please my give her hand. Yes. Please. Another male. We're loving it. Look,
1: Frank Frank is a co worker of mine. Um remarkable young man um we worked together for about three or four years I learned so much from him um he works with kids with major um brain trauma and brain trauma disorders and he does a remarkable job a remarkable job so um once again you know I give myself an opportunity you know to learn from everybody. Around me because you know what? When when you know you're not perfect, it just makes life easier, man. It just it just <laughs> makes life easier. It, it it gives you a space where you can really open up and you can just learn something about who you are as a person. And once you really find out who you are as a person, then you really have no excuses. You really, you really, you really have no excuses not to change and not to be a better person.
0: Because then you are living in a high vibration of energy. You exactly. are in, you're in your life force. You're letting that life force flow to the the world, and and you're just energizing the people around you. And and we, well, the whole, all of us here, we can just feel from wherever you are, so far away, we can feel your energy and we can feel your authenticity. And you've infused a life force into all of us and a deep respect for men who are working so hard to balance their masculine and their feminine. And to be honest, I think you guys are amazing and you are to be absolutely respected. And do not be afraid that women will not respect you being in your feminine. The woman who doesn't respect a man who is able to be gentle and kind she is not one to bother with but a woman who respects and is disposed to the man that is being able to be so strong to be feminine that's the woman that you can understand and reflect as someone you you can grow with isn't it
1: you know what um, once again it's it's about the process and you have to be willing. At the end of the day, if, if you're not willing to really take that time out to be humble and to grow as a person, as an individual, then you're not willing to change. And it takes some work. I mean, the work is, is not going to happen yesterday or tomorrow. It's it's a lifelong process. and And a lot of times... What happens is we don't want to go through that lifelong process. So for me, um I take my experiences, my my personal experiences and my professional experiences, and I always look at it as as a as, as a learning curve. I learn something from anybody and everybody. And I and I remain humble and I keep an openness about it. And I work on not being judgmental, you know. I'm a work in progress. So, but at the end of the day, it's about information. It's about learning the information and understanding it. And how can I incorporate that into my life?
0: Yeah, and and what I what I like about you is that you are always aware of fulfilling other people's needs but you're balanced about it you're not um somebody who will uh empty his cup to the point that it's detrimental to your own health so as women we don't expect men to to um fulfill our needs to the point where their mental health is going to be hurt and if you do have a woman like that in your life well uh i can't tell you what to do but um either you both get help or, um, you know, you have to make some serious. <laughs> yes. You have to make some decisions, right? Well, well, you know,
1: it's, um, it's most definitely a life balance, man. It's, it's a life balance. Um, and you have to be willing to take on that challenge because life is complicated. The world we live in is, is complicated. So, life is just as complicated. It's about just finding a life balance with you and your partner and your family and your kids and love people that love you and love people that don't love you. But at the end of the day, you know, have enough of, you know, about who you are to love yourself enough to be able to notice, recognize and acknowledge the things that you know you need to stay separated in until you can grow emotionally. Because a lot of times what happens is that we get into these spaces where we feel like we can handle. And sometimes we're not emotionally capable at that time. We have to grow into that space. We we have to nurture ourselves so we can get to that place where when we get into that space, we can emotionally handle it. Like I have a saying, like when I see somebody that has much, much more than me and I'm seeing them going through their process, whatever the process, I have to ask myself, am I willing to put myself you know, in their shoes to get to where they want to get. And many times my answer is no, because I might not be willing to want to go through what they had to go through to get to where they go. And I tell people, my shoes are different than your shoes. So, you know, everybody's shoes is different. <laughs> I
0: love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Cause, um, you know, you, I, 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 yeah. Uh, I see people on social media and they, you know, they, they put out how they're very honest. I mean, some of them are putting out how getting rich and getting the seven or eight, nine, ten figures has had an impact on them and made them go even towards suicide or, you know, they get terrible emotional and mental health problems. And, And many of them are, um, vocal about it and then you have to ask yourself do I want to walk in those those shoes or um, do you want to go down the road of becoming a felon and uh, and, and keeping up your masculine angry side you, you you know in life there's you sow and then you reap but then you also sit with the consequences and we got to think of the consequences
1: well you know we we also um, I have to understand the struggle, right? Understand the struggle and be wanting to go through the struggle because anything worth having is you have to go through something. But when you get to that place, you have to put the right people around you that can keep you balanced and can keep you sane because um, emotional mindness and emotional health is very pertinent. It's very important. It don't matter whether you're a millionaire or you're making $50,000 a year. You know, as men, the weight of the world, right? The weight of the world, we carry that as men. When we walk out of our house and we go out and we go out to be providers at whatever level, right? The weight of the world is on our shoulders and we carry that. And it's not an easy task. And I'm, And women have the weight of the world on their shoulders too. It's not the same. So once again, I'm going to go back to, you know, men want to be respected and men want to be heard. And men most definitely want to be validated. So um, we just got to get out this mindset. We have to change our belief system and we have to learn something new. Um, Get out of the, the society norms of what people think you should be. You have to figure out what you should be and be happy in that space.
0: Yeah. And um, Frank says it's a beautiful struggle. Don't you just love that, that he actually uses that word, beautiful struggle, because that's very positive. And he obviously understands that any struggle is gonna make you into a, a strong oak tree. I mean, that tiny little seed had to struggle in the dark, push through the darkness in the underground, and eventually became a beautiful oak tree. Um, so yeah, I love that. It's a beautiful uh, struggle, no matter what storm is presented in life.
1: I, I think I think he you couldn't have said it um, no better than that because every mm. everything that goes on in your life has a purpose. There's a reasoning mm. behind it, and and what I've learned is I don't need to understand everything. I really don't. If it's happening, it's happening for a reason. Now, how yeah. I deal with it and how I go through that process, I have the power to do that.
0: Yeah, because I know Anthony Robbins, he keeps saying um, everything is for you, not against you. And when you start seeing life like that, everything is for me and not against me, you actually start seeing that, like Anthony, Frank Anthony says, that it's a beautiful struggle. It's, it be,
1: it becomes it becomes who you are, character, character it it builds exactly. that that character not only in the man but it builds character for women but you know yeah. you know to say this is that you know when i talk about you know life experiences i don't i don't let life experiences have me to a point where i don't allow myself to continue to love not only who i am but people around me because once right. again you know, people are going to, they're going to be who they're going to be, and they're going to give you what they're going to give you. It's up to me to take those experiences and use them as a learning curve so I can better, I can continue to become a better person for me, for me, not for you, but for me. So, and, and that's how I look at life. Like I've, you know, my my story and where I've been in my life and, and where I may be going it's been full of those beautiful struggles. It's been, it's been sleepless nights and long days and no vacations and some vacations and you know illnesses and death and everything. But through it all, you you have to go through that process. And sometimes going through that process, there's no answers. It's the process. You go through what you need to go through. And you get through that. And sometimes there isn't an answer. There
0: isn't. Yeah. And and even if you don't find the answer today, um, the, the answer may come to you tomorrow or in a few days or a few years. I mean, I look back to some things that happened many, many years ago and maybe 20, 30 years, and there was no answer, but there is now because I understand it now because I'm looking at it through different eyes, and I'm looking at it from a point of a beautiful struggle, not from a defeated victim, st- you know, so it depends. I think if you you can get the answer eventually, I believe that. I believe for every unanswered thing, there will be an answer whether it'll be in my lifetime or in my future generation. Cause I mean, you think of the 1800s, the diseases they went through, there was no answer then for those diseases, but we've developed the vaccines or whatever for that. We've answered that. So I, I, I do believe that eventually there will be an answer and and, and and, and i'm happy to respect you know what, what what you've said um but for me um and i had this discussion with my counselor after my husband passed away and i went through a really dark time um i'd always go why you know why did this happen or why did that happen and he, and he said exactly what you said he said sometimes there's no why and sometimes there's no answer to the why but i couldn't rest and as the years, it's been four years since Dom's died um, so but I'm getting the answers now because you know why? Because I'm ready and, and, and sometimes you're not ready for the answers
1: How about that?
0: You're not ready and life will give you the answers only when you're ready and you're able to cope with the the answer because sometimes the answer is is a heavy, heavy burden
1: to bear. Once again, being in that place of emotional wellness, you know, I want to ask you something. Like, sometimes you can have the answer and the answer will be there. And you know what? Sometimes as human beings, we still won't accept it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But my motto at the beginning of this year was to see clarity in reality. And I have searched for clarity, no matter how it hurts. For me, I'd rather see the clarity in reality because when you face the truth, when you face what the reality is, not the perception or um, an opinion, the actual pure reality of the truth, then you're actually able to find the real solution. But when you're looking at things through rose colored glasses or fogness or fogginess, you don't get a clear vision or procedure of how to handle the problem. But if you see it clearly and it hurts, Yes, that person really doesn't like me. Yes, that person has really let me down. Yes, that person hates me. That's the reality of it. Okay, they're entitled to it. My reaction, I can't force them to like me or I can't force them to be nice to me. But my reaction has to be authentic with who I am. And sometimes... Exactly. You know, sometimes your reaction doesn't have to be... It's okay you can walk all over me because I'm a nice person or I'm a Christian. You know, it can be I'm not going to take that from you, but if you're happy to to dish that out, that's fine, but I'm not going to let you dish that out to me.
1: That's that decision moment. And sometimes those yeah. decision moments can be they can be real tough because once again, you know, we live in a society that we we don't want to be disliked. We want to be accepted. We want to. We want to. We want to be liked. We want to be validated. Which sometimes some of the most healthiest spaces, you know, in your own personal life is being okay with not being liked.
0: Yeah, I think as long as you like yourself exactly. and you can go to bed with a clear, clean conscience.
1: I s- I sleep good. <laughs>
0: yeah Yeah, because at the end of the day um we're not perfect as you said we're going to make mistakes yes but but taking on the responsibility of when to change how to change that is very individual and i think your podcasts help people to while they're talking to, to release themselves from their own prison because you can be imprisoned and not be imprisoned physically but you can imprison yourself you can incarcerate yourself you can torment yourself you can torture yourself but when I personally found when I came onto the den talking actually I felt I felt freedom I felt no more enslaved to myself to to so these are things. This relief and, and 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 this freedom that you get from the den is really important. Thank and you. I think it's a great thing for people.
1: Thank you, thank you. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm happy. I'm not going to even say I'm. I'm glad. I'm happy um, that we connected. You know, um, and and had that conversation to have this conversation. And for me that was important to be to be able to not only um, allow me to allow you to share your story on my platform. however, it also allowed me to be able to give back and share a lot about who I was and who I am as a person and the reasons why I am the way that I am and I'm I'm humbly 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 pleased um, with that. And once again, I want to thank you for having me on your platform in the UK. So I'm, I'm, I'm humbly satisfied and I'm, I'm just thankful right now. And I'm, I'm really appreciative. I've really, i really thank you for this opportunity.
0: You know, I don't know if you have this program in, in your country, but we've got this program called who do you think you are? And, it's a program whereby the celebrities actually go into the archives and find out who their ancestors are. And most of them who find their ancestors are, they they, they they find out their story and they read their story or whatever through the social media of those times, you know, newspapers or, you know, whatever. And they are inspired so I'm thinking that maybe in a hundred years time when our ancestors go looking for us and they find this podcast or this platform and they listen to our story and see how you've pioneered coming into a woman's group, being in the, you know, on here, talking about feminine, feminine energy, which is really going into, um, a transition and a transformation, maybe in a hundred years time, men will be more in tune with that, but um, you've pioneered it. And I'm really proud to say that I'm, I'm so glad to be part of it, that my group is for feminine energy and feminine insight. And you've come along and shared how men can hone in on this and still be very male. And that, that, that means a lot for me because you know for me it's not only about the now it's important but it's also for a legacy that I want to leave for the people who need to find inspiration in a hundred years time you know
1: well I'm I'm fully honored thank you for just allowing me to be in you guys space once again I, I was excited you know to be here today to just to have this conversation and and just, you know, share my personal experiences and share my stories, you know, with your group and, and with the world. And uh, once again, yeah. my, um, I, I really appreciate it.
0: And, and so do we, and it's a big thank you for, from all of us. And um, before we go, I don't even know what the time is or how long we've been here. So um, I'm thankful for your time. I mean, you could have, you could have been doing something else or spending it with someone else. And I thank you. <laughs> And, and I thank your family and I thank <laughs> everybody who's been on here and who stayed to the end. And um, please put in the comments all your links and your handles as to how people can contact you. I right most definitely the- will. So before we go, um, what, what would you say to the audience? If you could leave one thought behind with the audience, what would it be?
1: Be true to yourself know begin to know who you are and be okay with what you find out and just be true to, to who you are and live the life that you need to live for yourself touche yes and you know this won't be our last time meeting you know we got to do this again we got to do this uk takeover again I'm
0: loving it, and and you know, look how the audience was loving it. The woman was loving it, the, the men were loving it, and I think it's um, we don't realize that men and women are so interested in feminine and male energy and how we are learning to be creative in using it in our day to day life in a balanced way. So, I, I I'm I'm so happy to do whatever, um, you know, if you want me to talk about, you know, this sort of thing, um. And I know we did mention that we were going to do a series of, of, you know, going into subjects that are standoffs, subjects that are killers um, in society, years gone, but I'm happy to take on this upsurge and stretch out and fill out all these blank spaces if you are,
1: You know what, we can most definitely fill in the spaces with some with some X's and some O's and some squares and some circles. How about that? <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. We most definitely will be collaborating. And we'll most definitely sit down and have some conversations outside of, um, you know, this scenery and put some things together. And um, it. we can bring some people in and we can have an extraordinary. Um, we're going to call it a conference. We're going to call it the UK conference. How about that? UK. Yes. Yes. We, yes. we, we come man. We, you know, we, we want to, we want to, <laughs> we want to affect the masses, whether it is here in the United States or over there in the UK, London, wherever it is. So most definitely. It's
0: kind of like the Anglo American power station. Here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, You know, this is just the, this is just the beginning of the UK takeover. And I'm most definitely excited to be a part of it. And, um, once again, you know, I I just, I just want to thank you for having me in your space and, um, I, I really, really appreciate it. And, um, I've learned a lot. Um, I've shared a lot and, um, it really won't be taken in vain. I really, really enjoyed this whole process that that you allowed me to go through today with you on your platform.
0: Well, I've invested in... in, in, in I don't let anybody... I'm, I'm very selective, so I've invested in you and you've obviously served my audience so well and what makes me happy is when my audience is happy and Marjorie has been an amazing audience. Jody and Frank and um, Tanisha, and, and anybody else who was on here, and I, I can't see your name because I'm on, a, I'm on a, a small device, but anybody else who's on here, and I haven't, um, you know, amplified and, and sent my love to you, but thank you very much. And um, if there's any questions, if you've got two minutes and anyone wants to put some questions in, sure, in, in, in the comments, um please fill out in the, in the comments any questions. We love your questions. Tanya is very selective, true. Hi, <laughs> Marjorie. <knows me. laughs>
1: Thank you. Oh,
0: yeah, that's, that's, that's great because, um, you know, there is a foot in, in the boardroom. There's a foot in business. There's a foot in relationships for for men and women to understand each other on a very deep level of the male energy and the female energy and to embrace these energies and to not be ashamed for a woman to be more male or more female and the same on the man it's it's such a it's such a you know a, a, it's such an area that needs to be explored and understood and there's so much out there and we'd love to have comments on how you feel about the feminine energy Um, this is to the audience please tell us how you feel about feminine energy and and male energy and um, you know were you were you proud of uh, Isaac yeah who did so well today. So we just waiting for any questions, but I don't think any coming. You know, you know, what, no, you know.
1: what normally happens is when you do the replay. After yeah. you do the replay, you'll have you'll have so many, so many, so many outstanding comments. I, that's my favorite part of the of really just doing what I'm doing is so much, not so much the I, I love the live, but I enjoy um, you know, you know, what happens after, you know, with the comments. Yeah. And um, it really be- gives you, it gives you a, um, a, a whole nother insight into how people think and what they, not so much what they think about you, but just how they think and what they think and yeah. what's important to them. And I think, I think for me, it's important to respect, you know, what's important to them.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, the heart is like a deep well. And you need a special bucket to draw it up. And I think these podcasts yes. are drawing people's hearts out in a way that was never, ever thought before COVID. And, and I, I'm really sorry we had COVID and we lost a lot of people. But at the same time, it's opened up so many opportunities for people to reveal their inner selves. And, yes. and as Marjorie said, um, transparent and relatable. And she says he was transparent and relatable.
1: Thank you, Marjorie. Beautiful. I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: That is so beautiful to say that. I mean, to be transparent and relatable is a quality that many of us, you know, aspire to. So we want to thank you once again. Please leave us with your handles and your um, links. And as you say, we will be back. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I will be yes,
1: back. Yes, yes. For you guys, Um Podcaster then I'm at um, imurden96.podbing.com um, I'm all over the major platforms um, Spotify Apple Podcasts um, You know, come in Check check out an episode Tell me what you like um, You can reach me um, On my iMedia page imedia.com On Facebook um, Once again, I'm on my open book um, any questions that you may have you can inbox me and I'll most definitely be um, happy to ask any questions that you may have now or even moving forward. I really appreciate it.
0: That's lovely. that's beautiful. and if any of you missed any of that it will be put in the comments and you can watch this as a replay anytime here and um, you can share this link in your um, you know in your social media with people.
1: Yes, yes. This was so, great.
0: Well, love and leave, and I'm sure you've got um your families waiting for you. And I, I'm probably gonna go to bed now because it's kind of late yes. Probably I don't know what, but we're probably <laughs> looking at like nine, ten o'clock. And um, yes. because the you, you know, because the clocks have gone forward, we're actually in reality an hour forward. So in my body it's like eleven o'clock, but it's probably yeah. just ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. But yeah. It, yeah. Thank you so much. And thank Isaac, you. Ann. I look forward to talking to you some more.
1: Most definitely. Thank you again.
0: Bye. Bye, everybody. From Champagne Life Coaching, celebrate who you are, your life, and what you do. Bye. Bye
1: Bye-bye.